Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special March Monster Madness episode of Blah Blah Podcast, part two of our ongoing March Monster Madness saga. Last week was part one. Go listen to that on our iTunes feed uh, to get caught up if you haven't been, if you're not already. Uh, basically, what we do is we do monster eliminations in the bracket style, yada, 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 sports uh, style tournament. I don't know. It's Sean Ophelia. And I'm Jason Green eating a nice <laughs> salami and cheese sandwich. Jason, are you on drugs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I like, am. Like, did you swallow too much cough medicine this morning? Like, are you all right, dude? You want to? No, we I put know, it man. up. It's as... those, uh, those whistling clowns. They just, <laughs> I, I had a dream about them the other night. It's, uh, I actually had a really strange dream last night where I was about to get married. Then I asked uh, former Raw general manager Eric Bischoff <laughs> to be the best man at my wedding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> was, was he an old man makeup, Jason? <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, you look at the regular uh, silver fox look he has now. Anyway, I'm Jason Green, and with me as always is Sean Smith. Uh, so basically what you're saying is when you eventually get married, I have to go call Eric Bischoff and get him to appear at the wedding. That'd be great. Okay, I'll I'll see what I can do. I heard that he knows like how to play guitar. Maybe you can be the, uh, the uh, band in my wedding. I think he should be your priest. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I want Stone Cold to be my priest. He'll <laughs> surprise stutter my, my wife. <laughs> also with me, or with us, is Evan Moore. The fucking clowns! <laughs> what are you I beating? definitely have to leave that in. <laughs> it sounds like you're beating the clown off. Wait, hold on. Oh, here we go. I want to get in the creepy clown mood of fuck it. You know what? Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> Do it live. Fuck it. And also with us is Magic Big D Mike Dowling. Hello there. Hello there, stranger. And DK himself, Dan Katz. How's it going? It's going good, my man. My man with the plan. All right, Sean. Now, just real quickly, run down what we're doing in case somebody's new, even though they should be listening to last week's episode. And then we will continue. Go. Yeah, this is major spoilers for round one. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, the way the tournament works is it is a single elimination, 64 team uh, bracketed tournament. And uh, we went through the first round. We did all the matchups. And these are the winners from the first round facing off against each other. And if you want to see what the bracket looks like as we're doing it, uh, you can go on to our Twitter page and or our Facebook page. And you can blah, see, blah, pod one on Twitter. Yes, you can see our bracket on there and follow along. And basically the way that we're judging each matchup is through three different categories, either cultural significance, design of the character, and an actual head-to-head matchup between the two if they were actually pitted into a fight. Unless you're Pennywise the Clown. Well, <laughs> he's just, I mean, we're not well, going to talk about that. You also can't be from a TV movie, Sean. Yeah, can't be from TV. And we solved that issue last round, so I don't think that's showing up again. Oh, also, I survived an attack Pennywise by Pumpkinhead. Who did who, Yeah. Oh, oh, Jason, you're back. Oh, great. I am. Um, whoa, wow. I made great. him into pumpkin pie, and then I ate him. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, oh, geez. Um, Who did Pennywise lose to by default? John Doe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> So basically, uh, we're going to be going down uh, each side of the bracket, uh, starting from left to right. And uh, let's start with our first matchup. We have a number one seed, uh, Freddy Krueger. By the way, if anybody would like to follow along with the bracket at home, you can go onto our Facebook page. I said this already. Uh, blah, blah, podcast. 
You know, Sean. Evan, are you, you on drugs, man? Why don't you? I'm, I, I, the clowns are getting to me, man. All right, the clowns are getting to. I me. I don't know what you and Jason are on, but I want some. Too many We're clowns, bro. That that scissor. <laughs> uh, okay, so our first matchup so of timbers. Our first matchup of round two, we have uh, number one seed Freddy Krueger. He has a total of nine film appearances, and his powers include. Uh, razor sharp, clawed gloves, uh, nightmare control, including strength, shape shifting, teleportation, regeneration, and the ability to start fires with his mind. And he's oh yeah, he was in ten movies. You didn't count Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, mm. uh, doesn't matter. Uh, it counts. He was in Jason Goes to Hell. That was Kane Hodder's arm. His hand was. I was it really Kane Hodder's arm? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew it wasn't Robert England's arm, but you know, I didn't know whose arm that was. Yeah, um, and he's facing off against uh, number nine seed, the Graboids, uh, which are actually the uh, the Tremors, the Tremor monsters. Um, I would love to give you, I know they have five film appearances, I'd love to give you their powers, but I accidentally did not put them on this sheet. <laughs> so they can, they can fart and fly. Well, they, uh, oh, that's the ass blasters. That's, those, those are the ass yeah. blasters. Uh, they can uh, go underground, and uh, they have uh, long tongues. That can come out and, and they're very good at like Jar Jar. Oh, they can, they can, Kevin, they can, and they're Kevin also Bacon. creatures. So that probably means they sleep at some point, right? And yeah, and they can Kevin uh, Bacon. Don't forget that they can Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our matchup. So uh, let's let's start. What do you guys? Uh, any any opening thoughts on this one? Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger, the grab boys say, can go I to sleep. Kruger. I feel like they're both equally matched when it comes to combat because Freddy is very versatile. You know, can transform and all that good stuff. Reappear and appear there, teleport. Um, he can probably go in the Graboids' heads when they're sleeping but, and dreaming. But, that's the, but the thing is, the Graboids have no way of pulling Freddy out of the dream. So the only mm. way that they would be able to fight face-to-face is in the dream world. Good Therefore, point. Freddy would win. Now, the Graboids aren't smart enough to just grab them and pull them out. You know what I mean? Like, that took Even a lot of ingenuity. Their name is Graboid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that took a lot of ingenuity on, uh, on Eyebrow Girl, Nancy. Uh, I'm her Pelosi? You're not, you're not going <laughs> to find me arguing against Freddy. Anyway, yeah, it's Freddy. it's got to be Freddy. Yeah, he definitely dominates in cultural significance. Yeah, I think I think you guys said it well when uh, you were saying that how they couldn't figure out a way to actually come out of the dream. They're just they're just animals, you know. They don't really. If if it was someone else, they don't else, even have a perception of dream. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't yeah. even be able to. Have Have we ever seen? And I'm sure that they do fall asleep. But we have Have we ever seen? Have a, ever seen a, a dog sleeping, or having a freaking <laughs> running dream or something like that? It's so <laughs> cute. I love it. Imagine a crab boy doing the same thing, but Freddy popping up in that shit. Do you have any comments on this? Oh God, just Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, Mike, thanks really for the insight. <laughs> I mean, there's really oh, good cheese I... from Costco. It's delicious. What? <laughs> yeah, Jason, Jason's on drugs. Let's just—that's <laughs> why it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bro, this cheese is amazing. You guys ever had Swiss? Oh. Like this, like snack pack with uh, one half is uh, diced cheese and the other half is um, um, almonds and uh, cranberries. It's delicious. Oh, great. I love to hear you chew into the microphone. Dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Nothing I love more than that. No. But right. yes, Freddy Krueger. I think we're all unanimous here, correct? Freddy Krueger wins in the against the Graboids. Yeah, I think so. Freddy Booger. As cool as it would be to see Graboids go against some other things on this bracket, they're just not in the right division at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. Okay, uh, let's move on to our next matchup. We have uh, number 12 seed, Victor Crowley, uh, from the Hatchet franchise. Uh, three total film appearances, and his powers include superhuman strength, extreme durability, and immortality. And he's facing off against number four seed, uh, Frankenstein's Monster. Uh, total appearances of 50 film appearances. And um, <laughs> his powers include strength, indestructibility, and as we mentioned before, uh, inhuman learning speed, only in the 1994 movie and the book. Um, so this is an interesting matchup. Very similar, the two of them. Yeah. I feel like they're very evenly because matched they're... Uh, in many respects. Uh, I feel like Crowley's a little more violent, but Frankenstein is... Uh, I, I think he's smarter. Mm. Be- because they're so evenly matched in terms of skill, I'm going to have to just throw this one directly to cultural significance, and that's yeah. where I'm going to give it to Frankenstein's monster. Well, and Frankenstein has many different variations on appearance, so there's cool ones and bad ones, but I'm sure they more, uh, more, more than less outweigh Crowley's. That by default makes him more popular, though, I think, since he's had more appearances. Yeah, well, what I, what I mean was like not, not movie appearances. I mean like different designs. Oh, like we're talking sorry, about I'm just on drugs. Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your cheese. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, definitely cultural significance would go to Frankenstein's monster. Uh, I think like uh, like Mike was saying, judging by which movie you want to go off of, the design of Frankenstein is either pretty good or awful. Um Awful being the 1994 movie, and oh, fuck that movie. I would say awful being like Van Helsing. Oh, that's not good either. Or how about I Frankenstein? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, with Aaron so Eckhart. Handsome though. <laughs> uh, half his Penny, face was Penny Dreadful. I think does a really good job with the way they do it. It's not like yeah. over the top. I like. And if you go show. into the if you go into the Hammer films, I mean, they get really crazy and creative there. Mm. So. There's, uh, are we counting the Hammer films as, as like that is also an appearance of Frankenstein's monster because they are different monsters? Yeah, if you, if you if you choose to do that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sticking with Frankenstein on this one. I think this one's another uh, obvious one. Okay, yeah, I mean, part of me feels like um, Victor Crowley might win in the head-to-head matchup, um, but I don't... Might, but yeah. not guaranteed. I, I don't know if he can take... He definitely does have cultural significance and design kind of wavers in between the the different monsters. So, um, I uh, would you? I, I want to see Crowley in this tournament for just because I know it'd be Crowley versus Freddy in the next match, which I think is infinitely cooler than Frankenstein versus Freddy. Um, do you, okay, so what do what do we want to vote on? Yeah, but uh, I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my vote towards Crowley because pretty much everyone else didn't, so at least he, he gets gets the name thrown in the hat there. But uh, I mean, I just feel like in in a head to head battle, like we, unless you're counting like when Frankenstein's doing fucking like magic and shit like that, like uh, Victor Crowley is definitely, I, I think, more intelligent than the Frankenstein monster because he knows how to hunt people down. Like that's not something. Frankenstein monster is doing mm-hmm. um, and he's definitely tricked some people before with some of the shit that he's done or you know it's coming back to life like the ending of the first movie is probably one of the best gags they're done so that's my defense for Victor Crowley 
Hmm. Evan, who I'm you... still I'm stick I'm sticking with Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, I understand your argument uh, for Victor Crowley. I, I really do. I get it, but. I'm not I think saying that, that cultural significance. No, 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 that's that's yeah. what's the tipping point for me. <laughs> I agree with Sean that Victor Crowley might win in a, in a matchup, but it's not guaranteed. It's not like a landslide, and the the cultural significance just <clears throat> dominates this category for me as well. So I, it might be a close matchup, but I'm still going with Frankenstein's monster. Dowling, what do you say? Uh, yeah. While I think I would probably watch the Hatchet movies before a lot of Frankenstein movies, um. It's it was a little too close, and it just the the seesaw just tips a little bit more in the favor of Frankenstein, mm. and I got to go with him. Uh, I'm actually going to go Frankenstein as well. Um, and even though I I do feel like Victor Crowley might squeak out a victory in a head head battle, you still have the other two categories looming around there, and it's really mm. hard to to deny that he's just so far and above in the other two that. I, I have to give it to Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Jason, I'm assuming you're the same way. Frankenstein. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that works for me. All right. Let's go to our next matchup. We have our number six seed, uh, Carrie, uh, total film appearances of one, and her powers include telekinesis. Um, two. There's two film appearances. Oh, I'm sorry. Two <laughs> film appearances. Why did I put one? That's Sean, weird. are you on drugs? No. <laughs> You know what's weird? I'm probably just... you probably erased one because you got scared about the TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know about the remake. I'm well aware of the remake. Um, Did she appear at all in the Rage? I don't think no. so. No, um, she didn't. No one can comment because no her, one's seen her, it. her half sister in the world. In that movie. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's uh, that's her uh, her. Yeah, she has two phone variants of telekinesis. Okay, just making sure because I, I actually I copied and pasted all the uh, all the stats for everyone, and I don't know how I got that wrong <laughs> with some. <somebody. laughs> I copy and pasted, but somehow everything's wrong. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and uh, he's or she's facing off against number three seed Pazuzu. Um, total <laughs> total film appearances. Are we going to go four? Because uh, I, we're still iffy on Exorcist three. Uh, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. This is not but, an Exorcist three. Well, I think I think he might I be because I, I isn't uh, isn't he responsible for the Gemini killer? If I'm not mistaken. Okay, then yeah, maybe. I believe we had this yeah. exact conversation. I know last show, and, it, and I'm I believe apparently either of you bothered was, to find no, out. Exactly my exact. <laughs> I think my exact response was I haven't seen Exorcist three in a long time, and I'd have to watch it again, and I didn't do that. Okay. Uh, and uh, his powers include supernatural powers, possession, and psychological torture. And we also know that he cannot melt steel beams. So that's <laughs> a good thing to remember. I don't know. Like, that actually hasn't been proven yet. You see, I'm going to show you this video called Zeitgeist. <laughs> it'll, it'll set you straight. Uh. So this is an interesting <laughs> matchup. Um, two powerful beings, or at least, uh, you know, Carrie's pretty powerful. Um what do you guys think? I got I, I my immediate reaction is Pazuzu because all right maybe they might be you know Carrie's very powerful but Pazuzu's got better control over its powers so I'm gonna go with Pazuzu uh, and that's my reasoning and I will not be swayed. I think it comes down to mental stability in this fight and Carrie uh, is pretty much shown from from the beginning that she's kind of fucked up and Pazuzu is all about that. So 
pretty easy to Pazuzu get. could get into Carrie pretty easy, actually. Yeah. Because that's... she's so susceptible to it. You know what I mean? She would even though she has the mental power to block it, like it, it still wouldn't make a difference because she's so vulnerable as a teenage girl. Hmm. Um as far as the other categories go, uh, I do feel like uh I, I feel like Pazuzu does beat out in cultural significance. However, design, you have to give it to Carrie, because as we mentioned on the previous yes. episode, Pazuzu, really, we don't know what his design is. We've never actually seen him. Um, so I guess it really does come down to head-to-head would matchup. You, would you really give... I'm trying to think of whether or not I would actually give Pazuzu cultural significance. I would give the movie The Exorcist yeah, cultural like, significance. Yeah, like, if you say Pazuzu... We, yeah, you don't necessarily think of... There's not too many people that what, know that. Yeah, when, I, like... when I first hear Pazuzu, I kind of think of the dragon in Futurama. <laughs> I mean, you make. A good I just, play. I just think, I just think of that scene from Exorcist Two where she goes, Pazuzu, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Every time I hear the name, yeah. <laughs> I just and think if of you're, uh, if time... you're giving that cultural significance from Exorcist Two, that's like a negative. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. And plus, the name Pazuzu is not spoken in the first Exorcist, so I would actually give Carrie cultural significance. Uh, just and, for Stephen and, King and design. Uh, Carrie was Stephen King's first book as well. Uh, and I would also give Carrie design, but I think just in a head-to-head matchup, to me, there's not really much competition here. Pazuzu would easily best Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is tough for me. I feel like you're right. Like uh, Carrie has more cultural significance, but Pazuzu could just possess her and make her fall into a ditch. Um, but oh. Jeez, I don't or know. It would just be Pazuzu possesses her and then has a Pazuzu possess Carrie the rest of this Oh tournament. my god, dude. Now I want that movie. Now I want that movie. That's awesome. Especially because there's so many religious undertones in Carrie. Like, it would be such a perfect movie. Oh, yeah, dude. How psycho her mom is about religion. Holy shit. And then Carrie That's gets great possessed problem. with the mental powers? Dude, holy shit. Jeez. We gotta make this movie. I don't know what to pick. <laughs> Uh, someone convince me. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm, we can just gotta I'm let Jason stuck. be the tiebreaker. No, no, Jason, I understand. I'm stuck too. Um, what? Jeez. Uh, oh, so, Evan, you're officially going Pazuzu. Uh, you, I won't be swayed from this one. I'm pretty dead set in this one. Dan, what are you going? See, this la- the last matchup that Pazuzu won. I was like actually going against Pazuzu is Daryl Revok mm-hmm. and I feel like he's much more skilled in the same skill set as Carrie mm-hmm. and Carrie's also already fucked up in the head so like I can't really give it to Carrie at all just because of previous matchup as well as okay um Dowling what do you say uh I am giving it to Carrie uh, while I do think Pazuzu would, you know, sweep the floor with her, um, we got to go. I got to go based on all three categories, and the other two go to Carrie. Um, the cultural significance weighs very heavy on this to me, I think, and uh, the design will kind of just by default is Carrie based on our previous uh, Pazuzu fight. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I was leaning as well. Um, I, I. He, I mean, Carrie kind of fills out more categories than Pazuzu, and um, I, I think we're going to get into an issue where, kind of like how we were with Death, where it, it becomes like how far does Pazuzu go 
before Pazuzu yeah, just can't be beaten. I can agree with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think in my last argument, my uh, for Pazuzu because I picked Pazuzu last time, mm-hmm. and I think my drop the mic moment was just saying, <laughs> "Oh well, he can he can you know possess the pilot of a plane and drop it on Daryl." That's yeah, where the conspiracy yeah. started. And then Pazuzu did 9-11 and then Pazuzu came up still That's that's I was wondering how we tied it to that. Now you're right, Mike and Jason. Oh geez, that's so funny. I'm yeah, I'm gonna go you know, think, thinking about this, because uh, I kind of was thinking that in the first round, mm-hmm. so that's why I was going with the Revoc. Now I, I think I might change my vote to carry. Because oh. Yeah. We're not done here yet, so Well, I mean <laughs> I was I was swaying a little more towards Carrie at the end there, so um so if if me and Dowling are going Carrie, Evan's going Pazuzu, uh Jason, what do you say? I'm leaning more towards Carrie. Okay. Well if that's the case wow, then I, uh, stand, I stand alone. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Hey, I was the one that backed Crowley against Frankenstein. So that's true. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, I'll just go fuck myself. That's cool. <laughs> that's a, a no, look. I I understand your argument. I understand yeah. how she wins specifically design and cultural significance. Uh, though I will say the movie The Exorcist is vastly more significant than the movie. Oh, Karen. of course, it it was nominated um, for yeah, best not, picture. Yeah, we're not really comparing. Uh, it wasn't really nominated for best picture. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs was the first to win Best Picture, right? Yeah. The first horror movie to win. Okay. And, and only. Great. <laughs> first and only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. standing film, though. Yeah. Well, unless you ask any uh, any fucking snob, it's not a horror movie, it's a thriller. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a psychological thriller. Like, that's just your nice way of you don't want to say it's a horror movie, so you call it a psychological thriller. Give me a fucking break. Anyway, sorry to get off topic. Uh, Carrie wins. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we have. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna butcher the name. Kayako. Kayako uh, from The Grudge, uh, number ten seed. Uh, total film appearances of twelve, nine Japanese films and three U.S. films. Uh, and her powers include supernatural, strength and speed, hair attack, the strangle and stab, paralyzing eye stare, shape shifting, and possession. And she's facing off against number two seed Dracula. Uh, <laughs> 80 plus film appearances and his powers include strength and speed of 20 men shape-shifting influence psychic link with other vampires controlling other wolves and critters uh weather control he can see in the dark wall crawl on the walls and he has dark <laughs> magic and intelligence what? what can't he do really is is the real question there uh oh. he can't go out in the sunlight Oh no, he can. It's just not preferred. <laughs> it, yeah, it depends on which. I don't know. I mean, even in the original book, thing? even in the original Dracula novel, the sunlight wasn't like deadly to him. What about garlic? He can't uh, crosses uh, a crucifix. He can't. That's, no, <laughs> that's why you'll never see an Italian Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a pizza. <laughs> yeah. I want to ah! chop the sauce. And that's kind of funny about this is isn't. Kayako kind of like locked into that house. Well, right? yeah, kind well, of. I've seen I you see her in at least in the American Grudge, the sequel. I remember the one time I oh yeah, she's on remember the bus. It. Uh, well, no, I'm the remembering the, the beginning of the movie where they end up spoiler alert killing uh, Sarah Michelle Geller in the what? hospital. Biggest twist of my life when that happened. <laughs> Shut up. They totally didn't steal that from Friday the 13th Part 2. 
Oh no, yeah. of course not. Good point. Uh, this is a, this I don't is. A know, hard I feel one. I feel the I feel Dracula's um, weather control power is super OP. Like that that could destroy half the people on this list, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's not like he can conjure hurricanes, JC. It's like. <laughs> It's like it's, it's a little misty out. What's the limit to it? It's weather control. <laughs> yeah, come so, up. yeah, but he's not making I, I'm hurricanes. Just, I'm on. just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it, it out he's there. He's not Storm from the X Men. Yeah, come, come on. on. I'm, just, I'm just gonna throw this one out there, like straight out. Uh, I, I'm going Dracula 100. Uh, percent I think he dominates in every single category here. Uh, I don't really have much debate on the other side. Uh, I do like the girl from The Grudge. I think it's a good character. It's a very interesting. Uh, the Japanese version, anyway, is really good. Uh, but Dracula here is is just dominant in every cat. And I think that eventually we will hit somebody who might be able to best Dracula. Maybe, maybe not. But I don't think it's the girl from The Grudge. Here's here's where I'm standing because I, I feel see like somebody that that would be a great matchup for Dracula just already. But well, I I, yeah. I, I feel <laughs> like I got, I got good reasoning too. <laughs> Are you talking about the next round? <laughs> um, no, it would be the semis. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like. Dracula um, definitely wins cultural significance, but I feel like the grudge wins on design because, I mean, I guess depending on which Dracula you're going off of, if I'm if he, I'm just going off of classic Dracula. Um, so The Bela Lugosi Dracula. Yeah, we only played that role one time, fun fact. We also no, played twice. it on, on, twice. Uh, yeah, twice. on he was stage, in Abbott right? and Costello. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was twice. It was the, the first Dracula and then Abbott and Costello. And then it was Jack and he's played, Kennedy. And he's played Frankenstein's monster yeah, as well. In, <laughs> in Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, he was a horrible Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Yes, he was. Horrible. So, well, did you realize that he was supposed to be blind in that movie? But they yeah, yeah that's why he's staggering around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a horrible. Anyway. Anyway. So anyway. Lon Chaney Jr. was a lot better than Bela Lugosi was. Uh, but B- Boris Karloff obviously wins that. Uh, anyway, sorry. I so, like different uh, yeah. I've seen them all. Anyway, uh, I feel like we're at a tie in between that. So it really, to me, comes down to uh, head-to-head matchup. And I, I, I really, I'm really having a hard time figuring out who would actually win between the two of them. Dracula. Dracula, dude. But see, all of these things that he can do, how can they really affect her? He's I don't fun. know if she's in a house, he'll, she'll destroy the house. It's it's, it's essentially that Dracula. How, how is he going to get into the house without permission? Oh, he'll just shoot it with lightning. <laughs> someone can give him permission to enter the house. <laughs> good good call, but someone gave him permission to enter the Wait, house. Wait, can he just turn into a bat and fly into the house like under? No, he has no. to be invited in. Oh, uh, I, I I'm still giving this to Dracula. I I I'm, uh, he's Dracula. He I can do Dracula. anything. He, he can do anything that the scriptwriters need him to do. <laughs> it, it, I'm serious. Dracula can do. He's like Superman. <laughs> he is. He's the Superman of horror villains. I, I no. Dracula, whatever the hell it was called, the the one that was supposed to kick off the Universal reboot. Oh, Dracula Untold. Yeah, that one. What about yeah. it? Oh, that movie was bad. <laughs> he walked in the daylight in that too, I think. Yeah. And that's he like that, That's like that Aaron also, Eckhart Late Trinity, he, he walked in the daylight in case you, you wanted to watch that one again. <laughs> I Frankenstein. Did you see that? No, no one did. <laughs> I did. Oh, Mike. I mean, also. Okay, okay. Who the fuck's winning mistake. this match? I, I feel like, I mean, a lot of what he can do, I don't feel like can actually affect her. And, you know, she could possibly just take, I don't know, just a wooden stick that's laying around the house and just stab him with it. So. Uh, you honestly think she could win? 
Yeah, I do. I, honestly, I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for her. I'm gonna vote for the Grudge for this. No, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm unswayed. I know you. I know well, who you're going with. I'm gonna I'm gonna start thinking about uh, the Coppola Dracula now. Ooh. I think he gets a better design. As goofy as it looks, I love that design. Which the, design uh, are you talking? One. Well, that's just the, uh, that's yeah. twenty minutes of the movie. That's enough. Where, where he looks like a ball sack. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the one that uh, the one that the Simpsons would later uh, parody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not cultural the... significance obviously goes to Dracula. Um, you don't get that many movies and parodies and getting inspired by the other by this character. Um, head to head, it's kind of yeah, kind of kind of. What can he do? Because do we even know? I, I haven't gone through all freaking nine uh, Japanese grudge movies, but is there even anything that can kill her? Was uh, it one of those things where like you need box office? You know what? In that case, if that's the case, then I got to give it to Dracula as well, because how, look how much money he's made. Not, <laughs> only, yeah. not only that, but every single vampire movie ever. It's based off of that 1932 Dracula. Yeah. Everything. Well, Nosferatu, but... Well, oh, that's true. Yeah, even that, that, that was, was an unauthorized uh, adaptation. adaptation. Yeah, that's book. Dracula. You're right, so, I yeah. forgot about Nosferatu. Good right. movie, by the way. Lunchbob didn't. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going with the, with the D-Man. Jason? <laughs> can, <laughs> can you, I, Mike. Can I sway anyone to go with the grudge? <laughs> no. no, I'm going with Dracula. Oh. best part about Dracula was his line in uh, X-Men... The first one where he's just like, you know what happens when a toad gets struck by lightning? <laughs> the, same thing, the same thing that happens to everyone else. <laughs> oh, shit, the grudge is coming for me. All right, fine. I guess Dracula wins that matchup. Um, let's go. To I actually our- can't believe we debated that for that long, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like really... Like that one was a it was an easy one for me. But it's funny because like we have like you're talking to the people that had to debate Jack Torrance versus Sweeney Todd for about a half an hour. Who won that? I forgot. (laughs) Did did Sweeney Todd finally win that? No, no, that that went to Jack. I really fuck. You can you can blame Jobo for that one. I do. Yeah, Yeah, we had to to call him. Yeah, fuck. It's funny because we have like scientists like trying to split the atom now and like go into space and we're here debating Dracula versus the Grudge. This is more important, Jason. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you're right. It is. All right, let's, I agree. Let's uh, let's go to our next matchup. We have number one seed Leatherface. Uh, total film appearances of seven, and his powers include strength and speed and expert use of a chainsaw. And he's facing off against number eight seed and the most controversial seed, uh, John Doe, uh, with a total of uh, only one film appearance. And his powers include high intelligence. He's a skilled planner and strategist, uh, manipulation and torture skills. Oh, oh boy. Okay. I'm just going to put this out right now. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going... I'm going John Doe on this one. You are such a fuck! <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you! Um, Jesus Christ! I feel like, obviously... See, here's the thing, is that Leatherface does get him in uh, design, but it's a real toss-up for cultural, signif- uh, cultural significance between the two of them because how many people... No, I don't believe that. I, I totally believe that. How many people, I mean, who haven't even seen the movie 7 and you, you go, what's in the box? They know what you're talking about. 
No, I, I think the average person will be like, what box? But if you mention Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they'll know what you're talking about. I don't know. I And honestly, in a, in a head-to-head matchup, I feel like John Doe could outsmart Leatherface because let's be honest, he is not all there and uh, he's easily swayed. Um, and he could probably figure out some way to convince him to give him his own chainsaw and then just cut up Leatherface. Uh, I don't know. You just like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> you you claim Detective! That, Evan, you claimed Next I was March, biased for Leatherface last Spacey. round. I know. You yeah, you, well, you had Leatherface going against an entire family last round. <laughs> Yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not traditional in my picks, okay? <laughs> I have an alternative lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. I'm going with Leatherface. I I I don't it's Leatherface for me. <clears throat> I, I I personally think he wins in cultural significance. Uh I think I think he would win in the head-to-head battle mainly cuz of the chainsaw. Um, but I really feel like John Doe is smart enough where he could he could talk his way out because I mean realistically that's what he did to Brad Pitt at the end of the movie he talked his way now into that I situation. haven't seen I mean yeah you're right but I I haven't seen uh, all the Texas uh, movies and would you but do you think Leatherface would actually sit there and listen to read reason or would he just attack? <laughs> well I guess yeah. it depends on which Leatherface we're talking about. <laughs> That's the thing with Leatherface. I feel like you got the you got the dumb version from like one and two, who would yeah probably easily be convinced to hand over his weapon by John Doe. But then you have like from the remake, where he's just a little he's on a warpath. I also uh, feel like because because John like Doe he wouldn't even have a chance to talk. I feel like because John Doe is is so good at planning things out, almost like Jigsaw that he could almost study Leatherface and, and know exactly what he needs to do to in a, in a, in a fight to, to actually, you know, beat him. Yeah, I'm I guess the question Leatherface. is, how much, how much preparation does John Doe have, I think, is the question. This is like I, the Batman versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a 1% chance that he would listen to reason. <laughs> Uh, like if Batman has a plan, you can beat anybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. Obviously, design goes to Leatherface. Uh, cultural significance is. I mean, yeah. Kevin Spacey gets some, but when you have to like a lot of people, you go like, who'd Kevin Spacey play in Seven? Like, I don't know. The guy, the killer. The bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah like, I don't even know his name because well, he, go, he doesn't have a name. John Doe's not his exactly. real name. He's... That, the that, work, that works the against him. Well, John uh, Doe is a name that they use when they don't know someone's name and it's a dead yeah. body generally. But no, and when you say who's the killer of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, no one even no one thinks of fucking Chop Top. You think Leatherface? <laughs> I do. Chop oh. Top's the best. <laughs> Chop Top is awesome, dude. You got to get yourself a coat hanger and just fucking heat <laughs> <laughs> heat it up. Scratch away, dude. It itches, dude. It really itches. So uh, I got to go with Leatherface. Although Nubbins is is better personally, but <laughs> all right, I guess everyone I else didn't, is on. You really give a vote, I, so well, I think everyone. Well, we got three leather well, faces already. Yeah, uh, I actually would also go with John Doe as far as if I'm thinking of this in terms of them, you know, not really uh, like. Sure, it's supposed to be in a cage, but like, would John Doe be dumb enough to get himself 
put in that position with Leatherface, like that's the way I look at it. He would know every single thing going on in that match. He would he, he wouldn't you know, he would pre plan everything out, even if it was just head to head. He would figure it out. He'd be like Macho Man uh talking Brandy to Savage. uh yeah, he'd be like Macho Man talking to Steamboat about their match at WrestleMania, basically. <laughs> well, he didn't have a couple months to plan it out beforehand. <laughs> um, so I guess Leatherface but, is winning. Leatherface is going to have to win. Yeah. He's the number one seed. So I wish you put Chop Top on this list, dude. I really <laughs> like Chop Top. <laughs> I think Chop Top would a... be killed instantly. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's I fucking love him. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is just like Toby Hooper's big middle finger and everyone was like, we need a sequel. It's like, all right, fuck you. I'm going to make this. <laughs> Turn it down! <laughs> it's, so, it's so purposely bad. I love it. Well, anyway, that's no, it, it's a parody of the first one is exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's like Toby Hooper knew he made a good movie. Everyone wanted to make a sequel. And he goes, all right, fuck you. I'll parody the first one. And that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right, let's go to our next matchup. We have uh, number 12 seed Henry from Henry Portrait of, of a Serial Killer. Uh, total phone appearances of, of one and his powers include he's a psychopathic killer and he has good intelligence. Uh, and he's facing off against number thirteen seed uh, Annie Wilkes uh, from the Cockadoody Seed <laughs> <laughs> from the movie Misery. Uh, one film appearance, and her powers are she's psychotic, skilled as a nurse, and incredible, <laughs> and, and has an incredible tolerance tolerance for pain. Um, this is a good matchup. This yeah. is a good matchup. I like this one. Well, I'm sorry. The, where was Henry? They both again? they both upset pretty high seeds too mm-hmm. in the last yeah. match. So. Yeah. They did. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, mm, this is difficult because I think uh, head head to well, let's let's save head to head. Uh, as far as cultural significance go, I think I have to go with Annie on that one. Um, more yeah. people, m- more people know who she is, and she also won an Oscar for the role. Yeah. Too. I mean, like people that have bigger, never watched it was a bigger Henry movie. Before, what was that? Was it- people that never yeah. watched Henry before, they put it on. They're like, what What's wrong with this copy of the movie? Because like if, if they're used yeah. to widescreen shit, like the movies. The, the thing with the thing with Misery is that it comes from being based on a book. It had a big director behind it. It even has a fucking Broadway play. So, <laughs> like, just more people know about it. When you think of like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, you're really only going to know about it if you're a fan of Michael Rooker. Mm. Yeah, and uh, as far as uh, design, neither one has a real design. I like Henry. I, uh, I think I'm of the give poster. Henry. Yeah, I think of the poster from of Henry, where like he's just wearing the wife beater, looking in the mirror. Uh, when I think of fucking, oh my god, Kathy Bates. It's just <laughs> Kathy Bates. Well, that's the <laughs> but thing. It's is so, that, but it's so quintessentially Annie Wilkes, just the way that she dressed. Paul, I'm your number one fan. She got like a little apron on, and like I just, it's so good. It's so good. Both are great movies. Both are great movies. Both are great characters. And I think that's where I'm really struggling with this one. Um, I, I don't know yet where I'm going to go with this, um, but I can tell you I am torn with this one because I can make a very compelling case for both. I feel like in an actual battle between the two, I think Annie is, is so is, is as weird as it is to say, I think she's much stronger than Henry. Um and could probably overpower him. It's just a matter of whether or not See, you're you're basing this off of her being able to overpower a writer. 
yeah, yeah. I listen. I, I know James Conn's not cripple. the youngest person, but yeah. uh, you know, she she was. I mean, she held her own. You know, she she uh, she was pretty dominant. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> he was a submissive. I feel like. I mean, personally, I just for at least two out of three, I have to give to Annie. So I'm going to go Annie on this one. Uh, Sean, you uh, you convinced me. I'm also going to go with Henry. Oh yeah, that's not. I did not. That's not an easy choice. For I'm me. I'm going I, with Henry. I also want to go with Henry, Uh-oh. which yeah. is a problem because that leaves Jason oh, in a tiebreaker situation. Uh, I'm the I, worst guy to do a tiebreaker. I, I'm the li- I know, but no, you're actually the best. Knowledgeable. No, you're actually the thing the I best. think is with uh with Henry. I think like he is intelligent enough to lure annie into a false sense of security like he will be a submissive to her oh, and then be oh, in the upper hand on. there <laughs> hey sean are, are you are you asking for a 50 shades darker with henry and annie i'd watch that oh, before i watch 50 kathy, shades darker kathy bates and michael rooker in the 50 shades <laughs> movie yes yeah you come here boy come here, girl <laughs> oh thing. Okay, so I'm a tiebreaker guy. Uh, I was saying I I always feel the least qualified to do this. You guys know so much more about horror no, movies than I do. Yeah, just just listen to the arguments and then make your. Decision. Oh, I gotta listen to my heart. Okay, fuck <laughs> <laughs> the arguments. No, Henry's okay. definitely killed many more people than Annie Wilkes. I'm I'm pretty sure that's yeah. So he's more skilled it, in the trade. But, but like we were saying before with Annie with with Annie with Stephen King. So it's got a stronger pedigree in some ways, but. Yeah, no, but, I, I, I'm but putting more talking about a movie that, you know, wasn't released but, like in a widescreen format in theaters and it's a horror movie. Yeah, I understand well. that. But we, but we're, you know, the last matchup with Annie and Jigsaw, we 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 gave we basically gave her the win because she was she could endure whatever Jigsaw threw at her. And, I, and Jigsaw was still an old man, like uh, the guy from Misery. What, who was but, it? James Conn? Yeah, yeah, but we even we even put in the traps. Like I think she could have survived a trap that that uh, he put her in. And I really, I, I just feel like if if Annie and Henry were to to actually face off against each other, even though maybe he might know more about what he's doing, I feel like her she could just physically dominate him. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like. I mean, but I've never seen Henry Porter. Make a goddamn choice. <laughs> okay, goddamn. The one thing that's leaning it more towards. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm for joking. me, I'm joking. I'm joking. With with um, Kathy Bates is the cultural significance. Mm-hmm. So I might have to go with her because of that. Is that going to be your official so w- pick? Yes. All right. And he goes through to the next round. Uh, okay, let's go Ooh. to our next matchup. We have uh, number. Oh, these get heated. Like I, I like when, I'm, when my <laughs> candidate loses, I feel like angry about it. I'm like, what? What? Sweet Todd's <laughs> not good enough for you? Like, <laughs> uh, okay. Our number six seed, uh, the Hills Have Eyes Cannibals. Uh, they have a total of four film appearances, and their uh, powers include ability to adapt to a desert area, and they are, as we said, cannibals. Um, and he and they're facing off against number three seed, Norman Bates. Uh, Man. Four <laughs> film appearances in one TV movie. Uh, He's eliminated. <laughs> and his powers include uh, high intelligence, strength, and endurance, and he's skilled in fighting and stalking. Uh, two out of three hills have it. Yeah, that's where I was leaning <laughs> I mean, anyway. to. Yeah. 
because uh, even if I mean, if you Design, be, the numbers game is easy to play when it, when it comes to that. I feel like Norman, the only thing he has is cultural significance. Um, I think the hills rise, and that's almost only because of Alfred Hitchcock and the fact that it still has a TV show right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if it wasn't Hitchcock that made the, the it, the remake of, those... of Psycho is like terrible and like people won't remember it all but the remake of hills have eyes is like it's good one of the great remakes like although the sequel sucks but (laughs) oh yeah but doesn't the original sequel kind of suck anyway too the original sequel was if correct me if i'm wrong it was decent no 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 it wasn't like wes craven denounces it because they basically just really quickly tried to put a sequel out there with oh sorry i was thinking of psycho i was thinking of psycho i I never saw the sequel to hills have eyes yeah um so yeah i think uh, the cannibal family wins or for this one anyone else disagree no i'm gonna go with the cannibal family yeah i agree with you okay all right that that's an easy one they ate norman bates <laughs> and that's a shame because norman bates is a good monster to put on this list but it's i gotta give it to the Hills of Eyes family he here. just ran in, he was he got stranded in the desert and he was fucked that's basically what happened to him um, mother couldn't save him <laughs> Okay, let's go to our next matchup. This is an interesting one. We have number 10 seed, The Creeper, from the Jeeper Creepers uh, series of movies. Uh, Two film appearances with a third supposedly coming, uh, and his powers include immortality, strength, speed, stealth, flight, smart tools, regeneration via human parts. And he's facing off against uh, number two seed, Pinhead, uh, nine total film appearances, uh, and his powers include demonic powers, ability to summon chains, immortality, manipulation, and ability to create cenobites. Okay. Pinhead. Yeah, I think Pinhead wins all three categories to me. I agree Pinhead. as well, and I'll tell you what, the one thing that Pinhead has that really helps him in the head-to-head battle is because... His pins. Well, no, on no, his not... head. <laughs> no, that doesn't help. If you're going head to head, he's got <laughs> pins coming out of his head, John. So yeah, and and know. the creeper has gills in his head. Yeah, um, but pins. I, I understand, but basically, what Pinhead can do is he can summon his chains and literally rip the creeper apart, and all he has to do is wait around for 23 days because the creeper can't put himself together <laughs> unless he eats people. Yeah. He ain't gonna and be eating anyone. If you've seen Jeepers Creepers too, that's basically what they do. Like they chain them to a fucking yeah. They they harpoon them. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Hit, the time runs out. Um. Or that's oh, well, that's in the second one. They don't beat them in the first one. No. But, uh, but yeah, Pinhead. I agree. Anyone else? Nope. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Pinhead goes through. <laughs> Evan, you sounded really far away for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I talk quietly for once. I'm sorry. All right. Wow. Let's uh, let's go to our next matchup. We have uh, number one seed Jason Voorhees, uh, total film appearances of twelve, and his powers include superhuman strength, durability, immortality, stealth, and regeneration. Um, and this is interesting. He's facing off against the Infected from the Twenty Eight Days Later series, uh, number eight seed. They have uh, two film appearances, and their powers include great strength, can run twice as fast as humans, durability. They can disregard pain. They have powerful jaws and teeth, slow down metabolism, limitless stamina, and infectious bodily fluids. Okay. Now I want to see if what happens is, you know, they rip apart Jason, and then one of them eats his heart. (laughs) (laughs) That is canon. And he becomes one. So, by default, Jason would, would win, because... The, one of the infected would just become Jason. 
I just imagine a scene where Jason's like in a whole group of these things. He's just slashing them down. They tear him apart. They rip him to shreds. They eat his heart. And then he becomes one of them. And he's like in there and he's still got the they machete. Burn his crops, they poison oh. his water supply. <laughs> <laughs> no. He did? No. No. But are we okay, just going to so stand I, around and wait until he does? We, we can simply <laughs> say that we have. I, I haven't seen an infected character from 28 Days Later that looks better than Jason. Yeah. Um, it Jason, because does he look like the dinosaur from part eight, or is it like the really good design from part seven? Part eight sucks. Part eight's it's just Uber, Uber Jason. That's the, the, oh, no, Uber that's Jason the best is awesome, version. Okay? I am pretty cool. <laughs> oh, um, cultural significance, Uber. I think, hands down, is Jason. Um, you know, almost by default, simply because 28 days later. Uh, only has two movies and they are fairly the recent. The only thing that they have with that is that they kicked off zombies again, but yeah. I mean, it's also, let's not forget at this but, point, Jason is a zombie himself. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, you know what? Alice Cooper never wrote a song about the infected. Oh, good point. So. Or at least not I yet. Think it, I think it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> Regardless well, he, of... he wrote a song called Elected, which rhymes with infected. So <laughs> I can make the case for Alice Cooper. No, I'm going with Jason. And just just out of curiosity, sake, for a cage match with this, do we have like some some finite number of infected or or what? Yeah. Like, that's... Or is he like just in England taking care of all of them? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think just, he might I be able to do that him... too slicing through groups of these things with a machete. I mean, it's awesome. Blood going and, everywhere. And, and they're just biting and slashing at him, and maybe he's losing limbs and getting hurt, but not not stopping him, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm not even sure if he, if his, if they would even be able to get the limbs off of him. He's so strong. Yeah. Um, and he Jason just... doesn't make a lot of sense, actually, when you really think about him. Like, <laughs> no. like, there's, like in between part one and two and three, and then up to four, it kind of makes sense, but then as soon as you get to like no, six, it was flawed like, from the beginning because it's, he's supposed to be dead, and then he pops out of the lake, and next thing you know, even though it's a well, flashback, okay. we, we can then, we can argue that that's a full grown man that's been yeah. around. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the fact that he's a full grown hair in two, and he's bald in three. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like, why, and then, and then he's in the morgue. And then, yeah. <laughs> and he's in and space. In five, they say he's been cremated, <laughs> but six, he's in a grave. That's why oh, they had yeah. to make up the uh, the theory that uh, Pamela used the Necronomicon to bring him back, because uh, there's no way to explain any of the powers that he has. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. But Jason's a badass. I'm going with Jason. This is yeah. not debate. Same here. Uh, you know, you know, just just a forecast, and I I won't let this. Uh, this hurt my decision, but if our final is Dracula versus Jason, I think that we could have an outstanding episode about that. I'm just saying. I'm just well, you also wanted the I'd tall kick man Dracula's versus Dracula. Ass. I ju- I would just say Dracula versus Jason would probably be the greatest matchup ever. No, Jason but... versus the pumpkin head would be the best. Match. <laughs> <laughs> well, that already happened in hard Jason. I know, and he lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my ass beat. All right, let's go to our next matchup. We have uh, no. Num- I didn't vote the last one. Oh, who Jason. are you taking, <laughs> Jason? <laughs> I, I feel like you're, you're biased. You're, you're not on the bracket, Jason. Yeah, Jason, your your vote is irrelevant unless we need a tie break. So why don't you just go eat your cheese? <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. We we value your vote. I hope those clowns come to life. <laughs> they are, dude. They're fucking staring right at me. 
All right, let's go to our next our next matchup. We have number five seed, the Gremlins. Uh, two film appearances, and their powers include ability to multiply with water, and they have intelligence. And they're facing off against number 13 seed, the Pod People. Uh, t- four film appearances, and uh, their powers include ability to, to copy people. They have zero human emotion and ability to spread in large quantities. I Ooh. have absolutely no idea who to go for here. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel know, like it's. I feel like it's a, uh, like it's a tie between cultural significance. Uh, you, you think? I think so. A, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, do they make toys for pod people? Because that's, you know. mm. Yeah, you didn't buy the popular okay. pod people dolls. What's wrong with you? I got mine in my happy. I thought those were the Cabbage game. Patch Kids. <laughs> it's pod people. <laughs> Yeah. I, I actually own the Gizmo Furby for some reason. So, That's awesome. I yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, as far as uh, I, I would give personally cultural significance to the Gremlins um, design. That's because I mean, Gremlins are a cool design. Uh, Especially since they have theories. both regular uh, Mogwai and then mm. the actual evil Gremlin part. Yeah, so I'm kind of compelled to give them design as well. So then, when, once we and when, then they also have the crazy like spider gremlin, bat gremlin. Yeah, I like the bat gremlin. Yeah, <laughs> I just it comes in gargoyle by mistake. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna go with gremlins because I like them. <laughs> I mean, judging, I'll, I, and I'd like to see Jason versus gremlins. That would be pretty. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm leaning that way anyway because uh, even though they even though they won the first two categories for me at least, uh, the head-to-head matchups really difficult to judge for this one. Um, yeah, because I'm not sure what the Gremlins could do really to the Pod People. Um, and, and, and I, I mean, ha, hmm, I'm trying to think. Have we ever? Because I I know I've seen Invasion from the 50s and the 70s, but I don't actually remember them hurting people i remember them you know taking taking over them to make a a copy so yeah yeah they're not actually attacking people well not really attacking people but they're basically just making more people yeah i feel like the gremlins kind of win there i I feel like they would fucking eat the pods before they get taken by them yeah that's true (laughs) i could see that yeah so gremlins Gremlins. i think i gotta go with gremlins yeah everybody agree gremlins yeah, and also the guy who made Gremlins is from Morristown, New Jersey. So oh, I didn't know that. That's a that's a plus in my book. So our next round, by the way, would be Jason versus Gremlins, and I want everyone to think real hard about that one before making a choice because that's fucking awesome. <laughs> okay, that is the that is the coolest matchup. It's great. All right, let's go to our next matchup. Uh, this should be interesting. We have number eleven seed Pumpkinhead. Thanks for that one, Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Total f- 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 film appearances four, uh, and his powers include uh, invulnerability, claws and sharp teeth, strength, speed, durability, regeneration, ability to in- infinitely track the marked ones, physical and psychological link with the summoners, and intelligence. And he's facing off against number three seed, the Deadites from the Evil. I swallow your soul. I swallow your soul. <laughs> uh, four film appearances, and their powers are superhuman strength, endurance, resiliency, and camouflage. Swallow this. <laughs> both um, both of these things have like very similar origins and how they are created. It's kind of funny. Like it's dead by dawn, dead by dawn. 
Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. uh, cultural. See, this is where I'm, I'm leaning. Cultural significance, obviously, Deadites. Design, I do feel Pumpkinhead wins in design. So we're back to head-to-head matchup again. Okay. So head-to-head matchup, I'm going with the Deadites. There's Maybe. there's more of them, and uh, I just feel like there's nothing the Deadites yeah, can like, do. Like, is he going up against the Army of Darkness? Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, here's like, the there's, thing. There's, All he's got to do is dismember them. Like That's true, oh, but I feel... And hear me out here, since Pumpkinhead is technically a dead body himself, once it's you know generated into the Pumpkinhead, I technically can't the 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 overall spirit that creates the Deadites just make Pumpkinhead a Deadite himself. I was literally just gonna say that you went into my mind, but that means well, that the that, Deadites win. I no, I know that. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Then yeah. Yes. Deadites. Anyone yeah, else? What do you going Deadites. Deadites? 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 I'm happy about upsetting the tall man just to give give the Deadites the win. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. <laughs> uh, right. I'd go with Deadites, too. Okay, clean sweep. All right, let's go to our next matchup. We have number seven seed Candyman. Uh, total phone appearances of three. His powers include intelligence, strength and speed, teleportation, levitation, and he's able to summon bees. Um, and uh, well don't get him in his eyes Um, (laughs) and he's facing off against the number two seed the living dead from the Romero zombie films Uh, six film appearances and their powers are large quantities infected human they can infect humans with bites they're persistent and they and they are cannibals okay can I just put it right out Uh, either I'm going to vote for the living dead just specifically to see the deadites match up against the living dead or I'm gonna, re- or I'm gonna recuse oh my myself God. of a vote because no, because it's it's I I can't pass up this opportunity to have a discussion next week about Deadites versus Living Dead. <laughs> I know that's biased. I know it goes against our criteria, but that's why I'm picking Living Dead. I that that discussion will be awesome. Living Dead. I but I but I have to be fair if I'm judging this. I'm not, I I'm I'm straight up not being fair. And if you don't want to count my vote because I'm admitting that I'm not being fair, <laughs> I recuse my vote. But that is why I'm voting for the Living Dead because Deadites versus Living Dead we could talk about for hours, and I can't wait. Hmm. Um. Oh God. So <laughs> as as far as cultural significance, I do feel like Living Dead gets that one. Uh, design right. I would give to Candyman. Um, mm-hmm. So we're back to again head-to-head matchup. I I'd like to point out that uh, in a lot of uh, Romero's movies, the the African American character usually survives the end of these encounters. Just just throwing that out and there. Tony Todd cool. did not. <laughs> yeah, well that was that is true. And he was in a Romero was, movie. Yeah, he was in the remake. Uh, yeah, touche. Um, I feel like Candyman though. If he, I mean, it really depends because even though he is, it, he is the Living Dead in a way. In so a way, he, he is. But if he was also fighting the Living Dead, you know, he could he could basically hook them, throw his hook into their their head, destroy their brain, and that's it. It's just at that mm-hmm. point, it becomes a, a numbers issue. Like it's how the same many thing as Jason versus the Infected. Honestly, to mm-hmm. me, is what it feels like. Because yeah, like. I know that. Candy, you know the the candy, I'm not. I'm, I'm still biased, but the Candyman is not Jason Voorhees. Let's just remember no, that. No, I, I understand that. How how can the Candyman be defeated? Like in his in his continuity, how is he able to be defeated? Uh, in the original movies, kind of not like and like 
he gets what he wants in the end. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I've never seen him actually defeated. <laughs> yeah, so it, it sort of seems like he's a character who was written as being unbeatable. You know, but I'm, the Living Dead is unbeatable too. They never solved the problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Ever. do a, I'm gonna do a wiki search to see how you can defeat the Candyman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because as soon as you said teleportation, I'm like, okay, he can just like take out five and teleport to wherever he needed to go. Or take he could out just another start five. One like Nightcrawler wouldn't pick him up with a teleport and drop him into the air on top. Oh, of Oh, you mean like a, a Zazel? Yeah. Yeah. Jason, what do you think? Um, I'm leaning more towards the dead, only because I feel like it's the same argument with uh, Deadites versus uh, Pumpkinhead and Infected versus Jason that they can make him one of them, but we'll see. See, but whereas with Jason, that was a positive attribute for Jason, I almost feel like that's not a positive attribute well, for Candyman. I don't think that Candyman could be made into a zombie because of what he is. Like, it's Yeah, a- I know nothing about him, so... Except that yeah, he's, he, he's more of like an entity, not uh He's not a corporeal being. Yeah. He's actually a really good character. I was very surprised yeah. by the first Candyman film when I first saw it. I'm like, wow, this is like masterpiece. Really... surprisingly really friggin' good and not many people know about it. It really great movie. Okay, I have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um so uh basically the 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 mirror it contains his 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 soul and it's it says here it's a secret to his power if it's destroyed then he will cease to exist so, so the living dead can... a special mirror yeah where was that one brought into because that's definitely not the original one I, it's in the second one they they, okay. they introduced that okay so there is a chance the living dead can defeat him so i'm going living dead <laughs> holy crap holy crap uh uh kern the brother of Worf in Star Trek The Next Generation is the same actor as Candyman. Yeah, I mean, Todd. Holy shit, that's crazy. I just looked that up. I'm like, well, what actor is that? It's it's Kern. It's What's... it's Worf's brother. That's awesome. He's <laughs> also the voodoo priest in Hatchet. And is he really? also Bloodworth in the yeah. Final Destination movies. And Holy he, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, wow. let's, let's get a quick tally of who everyone has. Uh, Evan, you have The Living Dead. And I, but you can you can. I understand. I understand. Uh, Dan, who do you have? I have Candyman. Candyman, Mike. Who do you have? I have the Living Dead. Jason, who do you have? Dead. Oh, so I guess my vote doesn't vote doesn't matter then. <laughs> Unless you're not counting Evan's vote for his reason. Yeah, you. Can, but then you how can, do we break the tie? Then we be tied, and then 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 someone else has to break. Then the we tie. call Jobo. Then we call Jobo. <laughs> All right, let's call Jobo. <laughs> the answers <laughs> you, you just uh, want to call Jobo, don't 12 you? angry men going on here 12 angry men i i have to uh i just have to recuse myself just because i know why i'm picking living dead well let's let's see what he says yeah if not we'll leave a voice we'll see if he even answers like, I'm, I'm, not sure. I'm at work you fucks why do you keep calling me <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't picked up yet. Uh-oh. If not, then just call a random number and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> just call Domino's. Oh my god, I will give you money if you call Domino's and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> please do it. I'm not doing that. I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. Oh god, <laughs> please. Give me, give, me the number, give me the number for a Domino's somewhere. 
Uh, like like a Domino's that I'll never go to. In, like, all right, Virginia. I'll, I'll look for a Domino's near me. Uh, no, 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 like a Domino's, Domino's in like Virginia. Wisconsin. Like fine. Domino's. <laughs> Just all right. Go ahead. Find, find me something good. Okay, hold on. Domino's. In... Don't don't include the number. Like cut it out. Yeah. No. Yeah. So whatever you say, we'll just cut out of this. How part. about a Domino's in China? <laughs> No, because I want to speak English. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. The one in like uh, Washington State, really yeah, far. Yeah. No, no, no. Do it in like Minnesota. Okay, so I, got, I got, I got, I got. No accent. Okay, I got a number here. You ready? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> You're calling Domino's, where we love our customers. <laughs> this Domino's is now hiring for all positions. Oh, great! DominosPizzaJob.com to fill out an application. Come be part of the team. This episode sponsored by Domino's. Specials, or you can press zero at any time to place your order. Currently, we have three great call-in specials from which to choose. This call may be recorded for quality. <laughs> you don't say. Hey, quick question for you: Who would win in a fight, The Living Dead from Night of the Living Dead or Candyman from the Candyman films? Um. Uh, Candyman, I guess. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, <dude>. yes. <laughs> I hate that. All right, Candyman goes through. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It took him a second, too. It took him a, a long second to figure out. I didn't think he was going to answer. I thought he was just going to hang it up. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Save that number. <laughs> we might need him next week. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go the rest of these, please? They're called different it's establishments. It's going to be the same fight again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh. call the same guy. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, compose yourself. We got a big one coming up. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Our next matchup. We have number one seed, Michael Myers. Uh total film appearances of ten. His powers include intelligence, near immortality, superhuman strength and agility, and quick regeneration and murder skills. And he's facing off against number nine seed, Leslie Vernon. Um, one film appearance and his powers are conventional murder tactics, intelligence, and persistence. Ugh. Okay. I want, I would like to, to bring this one in. Okay. Um, for all three, for me is Myers, uh, cultural significance is just a given, uh, the design. I think he looks scarier. Uh, he looks cooler. Uh, it's more notable, more recognizable. And then in a cage match, I think Leslie Vernon would be starstruck and unable to even act in front of Myers because mm. he is such a fan of his. And Myers doesn't care about fans. He'll kill who's ever in front of him, you know, depending on the reason. Hmm. I, I would like to ditto Mike's thoughts entirely. Uh, Dan, I think uh, you need to uh, tell us what you think. Well, I think you know that uh, I was going to go with Leslie Vernon just because I'm such a stand for him. Um, I feel like the fact that Leslie has the hindsight of knowing everything that Michael Myers can do from the movies, quote unquote, in his universe, that he'd have the upper hand because he already knows Michael Myers' gimmick. Like, 
Mm-hmm. So in a head-to-head, uh, I think he has a chance there. Obviously, I can't say he has cultural significance over Myers because obviously, obviously Vernon. But uh, I think in design, his design when it like when you see his design out in the in the poster, when he's out in the field, like that is inherently a more interesting design mm-hmm. than oh. Um, William Shatner mask, mask kind of dumb. There's a Star Trek mask <laughs> yeah. painted white. Like, you know what's so, funny is that two I, out of three to me is Vernon. Yeah, I'm actually I echo that as well. I think that he also has design, and you're right. I think that he, even though Mike, you're right, he would probably be somewhat starstruck, but he also would know so much about Michael Myers that he. It's almost like facing the Taskmaster in uh, in uh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Like you could, he knows everything you're going to do. And you almost have to. I don't know if Michael Myers can change adapt. and adapt. Would he, would he? To, yeah, that, that's that's where I'm kind of leaning at. So, Jason, ooh, so Jason, we're pr- we're pretty we're pretty starkly divided on this, and I'm not calling my new friend from Domino's again. <laughs> yeah. so. Do we have to call Pizza Hut now? <laughs> no, we gotta call Burger King. Oh, Burger oh, King. Hi, is this Dunkirk? <laughs> uh, yes, I'd like to ask you. <laughs> oh, wee wee. Well, <laughs> that if you call it anywhere for this one, it's it's not really going to be contest because who? No yeah, no one's going to. Yeah, we're we're actually saying real names now. <laughs> like who? The guy from Austin Powers? Uh, who? <laughs> um, no, okay. I I don't know. I mean, I I really agree with what because I first of all I I've seen only a few of the Halloween movies. I think like the first two, and I have no idea who Leslie Mann is. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yes, no shit. I think. She's married um, to. But uh, I agree with what, what? I was gonna say she's married to Judd Apatow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I agree with what you were saying, Sean, about uh, him, um, about Leslie Jones adapting to uh, Mike Myers, <laughs> <laughs> and that would put them over the edge. But I feel Myers adapts in his own way, because, you know, he what was it in like H two O or something like that? He cleverly avoided getting his head chopped off or something yes, like that. Very true. And um he uh yeah, but always just you, but he did get to... his head chopped off. No he didn't. That wasn't no, him. He, yeah. He made did it like s- the EMT or something like that and dressed yeah, him up. Did you That's actually pretty smart. But I thought That's the... actually pretty smart on his part. Whatever. I thought the end of H two O we got his head chopped off, but well, no, no, he no, did. no. He did and then and they resurrection the... retconned it. <laughs> And they so that is that is canon that he outsmarted that. Yes. EMT. Yes. But so I always feel Myers is kind of one step ahead. That's the thing is that Leslie Vernon came after that, so he still would have known that trick too. Oh God, this is tough. <laughs> I'm thinking of just flipping a coin to be but, perfectly But think honest. of but here's here's my main Jason, argument. Do you know what Leslie Vernon s- looks like? Yeah, yeah. Take a look and see what he looks like, but, and but then cultural well, maybe significance. that can. The, yeah. Mike, Ma- it's Mike not Myers, just a grudge match. My, Michael Myers yeah. is is cited as the original archetype, other than Norman Bates, for the slasher. Sure, villain, the mask slasher villain. But the mask is a I, very generic mask. It's just a but, Shatner mask painted white. Okay. That's generic. But the, yeah, but, but beyond I'm thinking of it as, as Shatner, it, like it I'm, looks, it, the whole thing is like. The expressionist of Shatner, it. But, but but film people. Yeah, Look, like they all my, my point is the cultural significance alone is so much to tip this in Michael Myers. Oh, you're direction. right. You're right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Myers. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, hey, Jason. Leslie 
Uh, nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to our next matchup. This is why we can't have the fucking sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and no one wants to pay for it. Um, number 12 seed, Syl from the Species uh, series. Uh, four film appearances, and her powers include superhuman strength, regeneration, shape shifting, powerful tentacles that grow from her nipples, and intelligence. Woo! Um, mm, sounds nice. And she's facing off against number four seed, The Thing. Uh, three film appearances, and its powers include shape shifting, which is basically assimilating what is killed and taking their form. Um, so we got two uh, extraterrestrial beings facing off against each other. I feel like The Thing. Could uh, maybe has its upper hand in combat, but Sill would probably just try to fuck it. But then <laughs> the thing would use that to his advantage. Right, here's or... the thing: who, who could assimilate who? Yes, yeah. good, good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. I feel, I feel like, like the thing the, could be multiple the, the, things. I feel like at the battle, step. the battle here is a wash between these two in a way. I'm I'm leaning towards the thing. Where's your thinking? Are you thinking the towards thing... Sill? See, no, I, I do, I do love the makeup and, and effects uh, of the thing, but Syl is an HR Giger design, and I feel like you don't get more radical and, and crazy than yeah. you do when Giger design. The thing is, when it comes to appearance, uh, Syl has like a specific appearance mm. the and thing a, a design that you could. Yeah, the thing is, you know, it's a dog that starts to grow tentacles when it becomes this mass of dogs, and then and it's cool like, as it's, fuck. It's, Oh, yeah, God, no, it, it all it looks beautiful, but when beautiful. you think of the, yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah, when you think of the design of the thing, you, you can't always like pinpoint it with Sill. You can, and it is that very because of Giger, you know, the way he a lot of his stuff. I'm not gonna say a lot of his stuff looks the same, but you can you you can tell it's him. It's a style. Um, yeah, but I feel when the things like uh, has a part of him chopped off, that part becomes a hole as well. So the thing could effectively be more than one thing attacking Syl, right? You're not uh, wrong. No. Yeah. It, I mean, it's never explicitly said one way or the other, right? Yeah, not yeah, really. Yeah, because I remember the scientist guy, I think it was Wolfer Brimley, actually, in the thing. Yeah, it was. Diabetes, where he's like, <laughs> when you cut one half of the diabetes off, it becomes a hole. <laughs> and, and in this part, and diabetes obviously means the thing. So it means each, each part of the diabetes is a hole. So, uh, yeah, so the thing could effectively outnumber Syl, and I... But as far as coastal <laughs> significance go, I feel like... I feel like they're kind of equal. I mean, we know about the thing because we grew up watching it or know about it because of our classes in college, you know, because we're around people who love film like us. But the average Joe, like, I don't know if they would know the species species or the thing better than the I other. I think you know? people would lean more towards the thing. I mean, it had, like, didn't Enio Maracone do the score for it? Like, it's it's known as being, like, one of the greatest horror movies. Uh, it's one of the movies that, like, makes john yeah. carpenter but it's, on one of the, it's also one of the yeah, few but remakes that if, if you're gonna yeah, go it, into as well as like other stuff like that like if you're saying that the thing this is more battle thing you're going to thing can multiply like some of the powers it still has like she has rapid generation like she's got completely like enhanced senses like basically she's like a wolverine mm. but an alien and then she also is only has the survival, like animalistic instincts for survival and pro procreation. So that's why I'm saying, like, it really is a wash between them. Because 
would one be able to simulate the other or not? And then so again, comes down to cultural yeah. significance or design. Well, we also which, have the 2011 the thing that bought the thing back into people's eyes. No, but For, I mean the thing. I think the, the thing had, think a, video, had a video game before it too. Yeah. Oh, I love that game. That was that was the true sequel. Fuck that 2011 movie. Yeah. Even though it's it was, not a sequel, it's a prequel. I mean, prequel. Didn't Shut like, up. Uh, like people started thinking about the thing again a little bit because uh, I'm thinking. I mean, this it might be film nerdiness, but uh, there were musical. There were parts of the score that were unused in the thing that he later used for Tarantino. Hatefully, yeah. well, hatefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like it is a like it's reach just keeps going. Yeah. So no, you I know feel what, on that note, in, in terms of cultural significance, to me, species is almost like it, what year did that come out? Like the early two thousands, late nineties, right? Late nineties. Yeah. Okay. That that to me bleeds late nineties. Like it's so like oh look at this Matrix esque movie. Yeah. Where is ninety five? Well, I, I, I all right. So it's pre Matrix. But, but it has that it has that nineties early two thousands feel to it. Whereas I think the thing is a little more timeless. It doesn't necessarily feel like an 80s uh i'm just gonna go with a thing in terms of cultural significance uh mainly just with staying power and, and just kind of the fact that it's reached beyond what it originally was where species is just the species series like all right got it yeah and and stranger things which is a very new show had the thing in it meaning there was a poster of it so and there, were, and there was references remember and there was references to the thing as well so yeah no that's yeah that too so i that even, even though the even edge. though the thing wouldn't have been out by the time that that um yeah, that, that that show, and was, also uh, like Jason said, the movie bombs, so no one around that time period would have a poster of it in their room. Exactly. Yeah, but that just shows to yeah. you the well, maybe uh, the kids in the AV the club. following of it. <laughs> also, they'd have they to yeah. made they'd, a poster about it. They'd also have to sneak into the movie because it was rated R. Yeah, that yeah, was back that then. They didn't check IDs. <laughs> I I've never seen Species, but I always used to see um, like uh oh uh, like. Uh, previews for it on Sci-Fi Channel back it's, when in 2003 when Sci-Fi got their new logo. And, it's one, uh, of, those, like, it's one of those things that you always would see along with like Matrix Reloaded like on the used DVD shelf at a new yeah. <laughs> game. Or like when you're like, staying you know home I mean? from school sick watching TV. It's like on, yeah. on like, like oh, TV. Species 4 is on. Oh great. Species you know, really like, is a mainstay on the Sci-Fi Network. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, one of them is that One of the sequels a, I think was made for it, I believe. Which was yeah, species. the fourth one I think was uh species the was Awakening. actually the TV movie. Yeah, it was a TV movie. Oh, yeah. then it's disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm still, going still was only the creature in the first movie, so. Oh yeah. No, well, I it, was, like, it was still in, Natasha Henstridge in two, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. as still, right? Yeah, like. I think we need to call Dominoes just to. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm going. I'm going with the thing. I'm definitely voting. Yeah, me too. I, Okay, two things. What else we got? Uh, I'm, I'm, got one I'm sticking on Sill's side for, I, for this one because I, uh, I, I feel like I I want to pick the thing. Mike, what would Wolf or Brimley do? <laughs> uh, die. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive, dude. Well, not from the thing. Well, in fact, um, Wolf or Brimley is going to be in Cherry Hill uh, this weekend. <laughs> Really? really? Oh, don't touch his chest. <laughs> I kind of want to go to that. But let's back on the subject. I'll go to that with you. Um, I did tell you Eric's going to be in town this weekend, right, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Guys, I'll go to that with you. Let me know. But, yeah, so thing, right? Ah, oh, God. I don't know. I really don't. Like. Three, two, one. I, coin. I think, I I mean, I feel like the, 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 yeah, the cultural significance is going to weigh heavier than the design. 
And then I agree with Dan in that the. But even with design, look at how amazing those effects are and how amazing those I, creative well, those that, I, are. I understand that, but what I mean is like none of them, not one singularity of design. Yeah. I, get, I get that. Yeah. So, but I still, I think I'm going to go with the thing then. No, Mike, I'm glad you're my I, friend again. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to vote on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You still call Domino's. No, <laughs> no. All right. I mean, that was a one. I can't believe the guy responded. <laughs> I'm so surprised he said he actually answered <laughs> I thought the he question. was going to hang up. I know. Oh, Carity, man. I can't. <laughs> we I'm need to uh, tweet at Domino's when this episode's out. <laughs> Thank you for the deciding vote. All right. Uh, our next matchup, we have number six seed, the Firefly family from the Rob Zombie Devil's Reject series, let's call it. Um, two, yeah. Two film appearances, and their powers are uh, teamwork, torture, psychological terror, <laughs> teamwork. persuasive, uh, and they have murder skills. And they're facing off against number three seed, uh, Jack Torrance. Uh, one, one film appearance, and his powers include intelligence, physical strength, speed, and he's a skilled axeman. Is he really skilled? Well, just on the black guy. Yeah, he only kills. He only kills. But he took. Uh, but he took that. But he took that door down pretty easily. No, he didn't. He smashed at it for like five minutes. I'm coming in. And and like, Shelly the Vault cut his ah, hand. Jack. And she's like, "Stop, Jack!" Ah. He's like, "Bruh, ah, Jack!" No. If the cold, if just being out in the cold for like what a few hours kills him. I don't know, and man. And then it took an entire police blockade to take out the Fireflies. Yeah, I'm yeah, going Fireflies. I'm going Fireflies right away. The only thing that uh, Jack, I think, takes is cultural significance, but I think that's it. Uh, I think the Fireflies uh, again, take everything I, I, else. Once again, that's like a holdover my... kind of thing. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of more people are getting familiar with House Thousand Corpses and the Fireflies. They might not know them by name. Are they? Are they like getting familiar with them? I think they are like uh, I, Devil's Rejects is becoming yeah. more popular. I wouldn't say House of a Thousand Corpses. Well, I, I'm not a huge. Yeah. It has a that. I've only yeah. seen yeah. Uh, the only Rob Zombie movie I've seen was The Witch One. What the fuck was that called? Was Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. Oh, that's that a great good. one. That's great. Yeah. You need especially the end with the red dildo. <laughs> you don't even oh. have to. You don't even have to watch House of a Thousand Corpses if you really don't want to. No. Just Devil's, Devil's Rejects is like required. Yeah, I enjoy it. I suggest you skip House of a Thousand Corpses and just watch Devil's Rejects. <laughs> but that's if me. you I, love that, Devil's Rejects, then go back and you know, yeah, just to, like just to Devil's Rejects out. is like the Logan of horror movies. I want to say, good, like as far good, as, right, good comparison. Right? Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, kind of. yeah, I can see that. Uh, so I, once again, I vote against my favorite movie of all time. I'm voting for the Fireflies. Yeah, I think everyone is. Jason, are you voting Fireflies or Jack? No, I'm about Fireflies. Okay. Okay, that's Speaking fine. of Firefly, the poster for Firefly was in the background of the Deadpool teaser. Oh, yeah, the Deadpool thing. Yeah, I saw that. It was funny. That means Nathan God Fillion. Fillion. That's damn Fox. But how come his ass wasn't no, all scarred up like the rest Nathan of the Nathan Fillion is uh, Simon Williams in the MCU now. Mm. As far as Guardians is concerned. Yeah. Wonder Man or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, our last matchup for this second round, we have number... Let me switch my papers here. Number... Oh, damn. Don't you hate when the papers get a stuck num- together? A number seven seed, Billy number from seven. Black Christmas. Number, yeah, number, <laughs> number seven seed, Billy from Black Christmas. We have a total of two film appearances, and his powers include genius level of intel- intelligence, strength, speed, endurance, 
murder and torture skills, manipulations, unpredictability, and he's a highly skilled knifeman. And he's facing off against number two seed, Hannibal Lecter. Um, four film appearances, and his powers include... Oh, I'm sorry. Five film appearances. And uh, his powers include... I forgot Hannibal Rising again. Um, it, As did many. <laughs> genius, <laughs> genius level of intelligence, strength, intimidation, murder skills, psychology, advanced knowledge of art, music, and food. So right there, they're evenly matched in Hannibal Wins because they have the same <laughs> attributes. They're almost like you know similar characters, but Hannibal is so much smarter... You know what I mean? That Hannibal wins. Just ends cultural significance, Hannibal Lecter. I mean, this one's easy for me. Yeah, I wasn't going to argue. Um, yeah. def- definitely cultural significance, you're right. Uh, design. Yeah, I guess you kind of have to go Hannibal because, I mean. Yeah, you just think of the slick back hair and the mask. Yeah, and honestly, you don't even see Billy all that much in the movie. Um, no. No. Uh, and in it's a head more about his creepy voice. Yeah, and head-to-head matchup. Yeah. I think Hannibal could and easily. I, I, yeah, I know it's just a TV show, and so it doesn't count. But I'm I'm finally going through the Hannibal TV show, and oh. that makes me think oh that he God, can kill yes. anyone. That's that's why I was complaining so bad about the TV not being included because Hannibal Lecter in the movies is nowhere near as skilled as he is on the TV show. But that's only oh because we God, haven't seen it. But we, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I mean, he does, you know, trick of, uh, you know, he he puts the move on a few people in, in Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal, Han- he's he's a lot more. Well, has anyone Hannibal? seen Hannibal Rising? I feel like he it's might terrible. have done this. Oh, yeah. he, but yeah. he, he did like got someone with a sword or some shit. Oh, God, yeah, like, I remember right. seeing the trailer and he had like a sword. What a I actually read movie. all the books because I read all the. Oh, so right, Red Red Dragon is actually one of my yeah. favorite books Red of Dragon all time. Is that is by far the best book both, of those. Both four. Hannibal and um. Hannibal Rising were basically forced to be written because they said they were going to make a movie and Thomas Harris wanted to make a a, mm-hmm. a, a book story. based on the movie. <laughs> like it, it's very obvious that he wrote Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs, and then they were forcing him to write Hannibal and Hannibal Rising, yeah. especially Hannibal but Rising. You know what? I don't think Hannibal. Uh, Red that Dragon. Bad. Red Dragon is a fantastic book if you've never read it. I mean, really fantastic. No, Hannibal the movie is not that bad, but it does not compare to Manhunter, no, no, Silence no. of the Lambs, or Red Dragon. Well, so, uh, oh. Red, Dra- uh, Red Dragon's a little. Uh. Are you kidding me? It's, a <laughs> it's very. It's a, it's a good adaptation, but I don't think it's a good movie. That's I think Manhunter really. is a better movie. You think it's a good adaptation? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to you read, read the book. The book they just they just put Hannibal in it more. Like in terms of like how long Hannibal is actually in the book, Manhunter gets it a little more correct. Uh, but Red Dragon is a fine movie. I I think that. Uh, Edward Norton is perfect in that role too. So really? I actually oh, like okay. yes. I really like All right, someone who hasn't watched the show, obviously. Uh, nope. But I still like have you read Red Dragon? No, no. But I, I, I know highly, the character. Highly recommend reading the book. It's right. really if you okay. love Red Dragon, then you really should watch the show because the show is Will Graham. Yeah. So, I know. Yeah. I know. I'll watch the damn show. I know. It's Sean's favorite show. He always tells me to fucking watch it. I'll watch it. I have to it's him so good. So yes, Hannibal, yeah, so the, the, the TV show's it. on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So Hannibal oh, wins. Yeah, pilot for the tick. That was really good. What? Thank you. I know one of the actresses in that. 
All right. So, so Sean, do you have right. anything written down? Can you go, can you go through <laughs> next week's? All right. Because I'm curious now. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're, we're finished with the second round. Now, here are the matchups we have coming up next week uh, for round three. I didn't say who I wanted for the last one. Who do you want, Jason? You don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I just called Domino's. They confirmed with me. <laughs> Good. Thank God. Uh, okay, round three, we're going to be seeing uh, Freddy Krueger facing off against Frankenstein's monster. Nice. Man. Uh, and we're also going to be seeing Carrie facing off against Dracula. Um, we have Leatherface facing off against Annie Wilkes. Oh, oh, oh that's good. <laughs> um, <sighs> we have the Hills Have Eyes Cannibals facing off against Pinhead. Ooh, fuck. This is getting really good now, like really good now. Uh, we have uh, one of Evan's uh, preferred <laughs> matchups. We have Jason Voorhees facing off against the Gremlins. Oh, man, that's going to be great. We have uh, the Deadites facing Candyman. I'm still mad it's not Deadites and Living well, Dead. Well, you can blame Domino's for that. I am blaming Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, ordering from you again. <laughs> we have uh, Michael Myers facing off against The Thing. Carpenter and, v. Carpenter. Yeah. And uh, ah. we, we have uh, the Firefly family facing off against Hannibal Lecter. Ooh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is going to... All right. So it's yeah, getting tougher. Week, that's, 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 and now that's, I actually got to do some like thinking ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, can, I already have a couple of ideas on how I'm going to argue some of these, but really good matchups coming up next week, guys. That's, that's, uh, that's some good shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope everyone else listening is excited, including you, Dominoes. <laughs> we'll hit you up again. Uh, is there anything else, Sean? Uh, no, no. I think uh, I think we're good. Let's uh, let's wrap this baby up. All right, you know everybody. Do, Thanks so much for listening. It. We hope that uh, your picks were picked, and if they weren't, there's always next week for another round of March Monster Madness here on Blah Blah Podcast. I am Jason Green. Signing off, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Keep up to date with everything. Oh, God. Jason, I think... <laughs> let's let's quick, quickly get our plugs I think here. I think Pennywise uh, okay. is pissed uh, that we counted them out. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it's um, like the Oscars. They're, uh, they're playing us out. On, subscribe to us on Twitter, blah, blah, pod one. Keep up to date with everything. Listen to our sports shows, movie shows, and March Monster Bandit shows. Domino's, thank you so much. Special thanks to Domino's. You have great pizza. And good night.